passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of The Wellness Policy. My name is Wei Ting, and joining me, returning here two months in a row now, Jordan Goodman. How are you doing, Jordan? Yes, I feel good. We're, we're on a streak now. Two for two, Wei. Good to be with you again. You know, some would say that this would be the start of a new habit. Mm. Mm. Uh, this is why you are a professional podcaster, Wei. Well, that is the uh, overall topic we are here to talk about today on this episode. I mean, uh, this is still very much a new project, of course, and so we're still trying to figure out what, what the best formatting for a podcast like this is. And, you know, thus far, um, I feel like, let me just say, like, the concept of the show. We kind of talked about it last month, but, like, it, a month kind of removed from the debut and, like, all of your great feedback. How, how do you feel about it, Jordan? I'm very energized by it. I think you and I had a decent vision for what we could try on episode one. And I think we we achieved that. But ultimately, we had no idea how uh, you know others would engage with it. And, and I think our objective was to make this a community-based project or podcast. Uh, we're live right now uh, on Zoom with a handful of uh, post-wrestling patrons. And I was like very... Uh, encouraged by the the amount of people that were interested in engaging and the depth uh, to which they, they engaged with us, um, both live, uh, but also after the fact on Discord daily. Uh, it's been very active there. And, and all the different tweets and emails and messages that we've got from other people just uh, congratulating us and encouraging us to continue. Yeah, I've, I've been really, uh, first of all, amazed. And, and uh, again, I want to echo Jordan, what Jordan said about thanking everybody for the great positive feedback to the last uh, episode, but also for the continued participation in discussing some of these topics that we've been uh, introduced and the audience has introduced. 
throughout the month on the Post Wrestling Discord. So if you haven't joined yet, postwrestling.com slash Discord. There's a channel for the wellness policy where you can, you know, share really kind of your own experiences, any sort of tips and uh, qu- questions or anything else that you just want to talk about. So it's, uh, it's sort of going to be our hub for this particular podcast. But, you know, for me, Jordan, I think um, I wanted to start this podcast, number one, as because I think you're a really interesting person to talk to. And I think to have a constant, you know, link to you uh, is is going to be beneficial for somebody like me talking about some of the topics that we'll be talking about, I think will be, you know, give me a reason to like further my own self-improvement, which is something I've always been interested in, but like haven't really had that kind of like, you know, framework to, to really focus a- around. Um, but I would say, you know, um, in a month, it's already proven to be quite effective because I, one of my goals this year, uh, and maybe we'll, we'll talk about, you know, just even goal formation later on. But one of my, uh, aims this year is to start reading more and already I've gotten to read two books in two months. Um, and much of that, of course, because, you know, this podcast that we're doing. And so, uh, the topic we are talking about this week is habit formation, which I think, is an appropriate topic to talk about because, you know, we're still relatively new in the year. A lot of people forming New Year's resolutions. Um, maybe we should kind of start off with that, Jordan. Why did you choose this book initially? Uh, this is a book that was highly, highly recommended uh, to me by numerous people that I trust. And for those, I think, that engage in in the cultures of self-improvement, uh, James Clear and this book in particular is very well known. I think it's sold uh, well over a million copies. Um, I've been an email subscriber of his for a while now, and I think he just uh, got you know over one million email subscribers. He has a weekly email uh, that I have found immense value in, and it's it's smart because it allowed me over many many months to build relationship with him, to trust him, to get a vibe for him uh, enough to pull the trigger on buying his book and. Uh, you know, offering uh, it, it to this audience, uh, you know, that's a big ask uh, of people's time and commitment and money to say, uh, try this book out. But I hadn't read it, but I trusted based on my engagement with him previously uh, that it would be worth our time. And I loved it, quite frankly. So the book is called Atomic Habits. And why is it called Atomic Habits, Jordan? So... Uh, Atomic Habits, uh, what I like about uh, this book in particular and and his theory around habit formation is this idea of, you know, it's it's small but consistent behaviors that compound over time. And that's the power in it. So he's not so much talking about uh, taking the bite out of massive goals. He's really asking us to think about uh, committing to small behaviors. daily, perhaps, but at least repetitive uh, behaviors uh, that are intentional based on the the results we we would like eventually. Um, But this idea that it's it's at the atomic level, the smallest level in our behaviors, uh, over time, uh, they will compound and build up and work with each other in order to create really, really big change for ourselves. One of the strongest, I think, um, lines in the book and one of the strongest themes in the book is the idea and comparison that habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. And what I think was startling to me was to realize that this is not just true for you wanting to build effective habits, but it's also true for 
ineffective habits that, you know, uh, bad habits that we are, are, are forming as well. The same rules apply in you wanting to develop something that's beneficial to you as what has been, you know, maybe some unconsciously happening to you that has formed a bad habit. And we can use these same principles to uh, go towards a positive direction or a negative direction. So I, I thought that was really powerful. And um, the book talks about, first of all, maybe we should like kind of talk about what a habit even is, you know. Um, the way it was somewhat presented was that habits are autopilot scripts for our brain to solve pre-existing problems. Mm. And, you know, problems can range from you, you know, being... Uh, hungry and you know wanting to grab a snack or maybe you wanting to um you know be a better um i don't know uh, athlete and therefore you have a you know form a habit of going to the gym for instance uh so they could be effective or ineffective but one of the things that the book would kind of go on to talk about is how it's more important you know, because initially, Jordan, like last time we did an episode, uh, one of the first topics I suggested talking about was, oh, maybe we should uh, talk about New Year's resolutions. And you said to me, you have sort of a philosophy about goals and New Year's resolutions in particular um, that I felt like the book kind of hit on. It, the book kind of talks about like not the ineffectiveness of goals, but why it's better to focus on systems than goals. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I really like uh, a couple quotes specific to this point. Uh, uh, one, you should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. And this idea of, uh, look, just to, I guess, be more foundational, this is a book about self-awareness. It's becoming aware of how we spend our times. It's becoming aware of the rhythms that are repeated often unconsciously uh, within our behaviors and in our thoughts, etc., uh, and his, his, I guess one of the big ideas that he presents is that, uh, this idea of checking our inputs and letting that determine ultimately what the output is going to be. So instead of, uh, just saying, I want to achieve this, here's the goal. Instead of this idea of, uh, instead of trying to, uh, I don't know, build this amount of muscle by, uh, you know, uh, next month. This idea of creating an identity that I am someone that builds muscle. I am someone that takes care of my body. Okay. And this necessarily, uh, this doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, we are just going to focus on one particular outcome, but it's this idea that we're kind of changing who we believe we are, who we decide to become in the world. What we do, we ultimately become. And this goes back to this idea of, uh, you know, compound interest in the sense that, if we continually choose intentional behaviors based on the results that we want, then it's much more likely that that's who we're eventually going to become in the future. Um, and I like this idea of being responsible for deciding who do we want to become? What do we want to happen in our lives? And that, I think, is a, a more sustainable, uh, perhaps, model for us to start deciding how do we want to start implementing behavior change instead of just going from uh, goal to goal to goal. And like, because for many people, once you achieve the goal, you kind of stop because, uh, you know, and then you lose momentum 
because there isn't like another, you know, a prize to chase after. Instead, it's intentionally choosing who do we want to become. And oftentimes our behaviors dictate who we become in life. Another quote from the book is the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. And of course, like if, you know, uh, incremental change only occurs if you stay in the game and, and keep playing. So um, that was a really interesting section. It also has a section about, you know, why it's so hard to change habits. And he kind of talks about the onion of behavior change, how, as you mentioned, most of us, when setting goals, we focus on the outcomes first. For instance, you know, like, I want to be healthy, so I go to the gym with the hopes that regular practice will make me a healthy person. But James Clear argues that we should be reversing this process and start by thinking of ourselves already as a healthy person. And healthy people naturally already go to the gym. And healthy people naturally who go to the gym um, will naturally be healthy. So it's it's sort of a reversal of the psychology of it. Another example is that if somebody is offered a cigarette, you know, it's the difference between somebody saying, no, thanks, I'm trying to quit. And another person who would say, no, thanks, I'm not a smoker. So I would say, you know, it, it makes the point that you're very a lot more likely to refuse when you start thinking and behaving like, you know, like the person uh, like the like the person like the habit is already a part of your identity versus maybe somebody who is simply trying to, you know, acquire the new habit. Yeah. And, and again, identity is the key. Identity is so foundational. Uh, so, for instance, uh, someone whose uh, identity and sense of you know, self-worth and things like this are completely wrapped up, say, in, in a particular belief, uh, maybe uh, a, a, a political um, you know, some politician, uh, the culture around that politician uh, becomes part of someone's identity. Anytime someone is challenged, that a person like that is challenged with an opposing belief, typically they're going to dig their heels in because not only are they uh, asked to uh, question some idea that they carry, but in a sense, they're being challenged. Their own identity is being challenged. Their sense of who they are is being challenged. So these things, again, can work uh, for us or against us. Identity is really, really powerful. Uh, you know, one of the, the bigger projects in my life right now is, is developing this professional coaching practice. And so oftentimes over the past few months, I'm met with these uh, unhelpful thoughts that like, well, who am I to be doing this? Like, I'm not this person. I'm not good enough to be doing this. I'm, I'm new, et cetera, et cetera. If I start talking to myself in a way that I'm a professional coach, I'm newer at it, sure. And so, of course, I'm going to get education and training and things like this. But the more that I start doing it and then really thinking of myself as a coach, then it's going to make uh, it's going to be more likely uh, for me to continue engaging without the resistance, without me having to fight against myself. Identity is so key. For, for, for everything. You know, it's the sense of who we are and what we believe ourselves to be. Um, and if we have a sense of this is who I am, then of course, there's going to be less friction uh, when uh, engaging in behaviors day after day that kind of confirm that. 
You know, uh, I was going to maybe, uh, you know, delay some of the uh, feedback till a bit later on. But uh, somebody who has read the book that's in our audience, John Taylor, has to get going in about 10 minutes. So I would like to at this time welcome him on and maybe share some of his insights uh, on on reading this book before we we proceed. So, John, if you are present, let us know how you're doing. Hey, Way. Hopefully you can hear me. Yes, we can. What's up, John? Awesome. So, um, yeah, I did... uh, I'll use the term read it I'll, in quotes. I actually listened to the audiobook of it. And um, I actually did it pretty quickly after it was recommended last month. And about two weeks ago, I, I started doing some kind of small things. Um, specifically, um, last month when I was talking, I was talking about how sometimes we can lose track of what day it is, and um, especially during the pandemic. So um, one of the small things that I did specifically, uh, just based on, on, on what I listened to in the book, was I actually got a whiteboard. And what I've been doing every day, and this is you know a small thing after I have my cup of coffee, is I actually write down the day and the date on, on the whiteboard. And then I write down just a couple small things to do during the day, whether it's something as simple as run the dishwasher or hook up a light, something like that. And I started this about two weeks ago, and I've been finding that even though it's not like the biggest thing in the world, It's not this big life-changing thing, not going on a diet or anything like that. I've started to find after about two weeks of of doing it, it, it's actually had quite a positive impact. Um, Probably the most specific thing is the awareness of being in in each day, you know, knowing Mm. that today is Thursday, February 18th. And and the other big part of of what he was talking about in the book that I really, really kind of registered with me was talking about like small course corrections. Um, I loved how I used kind of the airplane analogy, how just a small either deviation or correction can actually make the destination off by many hundreds of miles. And that really just kind of hit me like, I get it, small corrections or on the opposite side, small deviations from, you know, good habits. Thank you very much for, for sharing, John. Um, much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to know, you know, any sort of follow up, uh, whether or not like these things that you've set in motion, uh, you know, continue to work out for you. But thank you very much for the call. Uh, Jordan, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I look the even the simple idea of just having a whiteboard or for me, I've been using all kinds of different um, just like sticky notes around the house. Uh, it's it helps create structure, you know, and given this pandemic to, to John's point, uh, many of us uh, are at home where now we're mixing perhaps our career and our personal life and our leisure, like all in the same environment. Like it's a lot of the days feel the same. Having structure really helps. Again, he mentioned self-awareness, the awareness of how he's spending his day. Uh, that is foundational to, uh, I, I think, our, our, our health, quite frankly. Um, self-awareness is, is everything. I believe self-awareness is the game, but self-awareness matched with self-acceptance and self-love. But this is, you know, one of his first exercises in the book is just, you know, he asks us to just start writing down. What do you do? What are you actually doing? Like, if you pay attention to how you spend your day, what is it that you're doing? And if you do that a few days in a row, uh, it'll be pretty clear what many of these habits are. And then it's a matter of deciding, is this helping or is this not? And, and that's why it, it, you know, part of the process is becoming clear on 
who we actually want to become, where we would like to see ourselves in the future. Um, we can go through the, the different, um, he kind of breaks down four different categories of, of this habit formation. Um, but even in the very simple exercise that John presented to us, uh, I think he, he nailed a bunch of them. Um, and I'm doing something similar. So um, I don't know if you have any, any thoughts, Wei, uh, uh, before we jump into these four categories. Um, I, I'd love to know, you know, how you've been implementing this for what particular habit you've been trying to add or subtract from your life. So for me, it's been flossing, like super simple. And, and really, and you and I chatted in private yesterday about this. The flossing is, is a good thing for me. Obviously, we all know this. But me practicing this, uh, this new habit of flossing and the ways that I've been doing it and trying to hold myself accountable, it actually has nothing to do with flossing. It really has everything to do with building momentum and to, uh, for me to, to really uh, start carving out an identity of someone who implements new healthy habits in my life. And so uh, to, to really briefly go over, and you could just Google, you know, James Clear Atomic Habits to get, you know, well-designed uh, breakdown of, of these, uh, these models. Uh, but he has different laws that he calls them, four of them. Uh, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. And one of the things I liked most about this book is that it's very structured. It's, it's laid out cleanly. Um, and his approach is clinical in a sense, of uh, defending his theory. Uh, but it doesn't feel, you know, one of the things with flow is, to me, it felt like really dense and kind of dry. Uh, James, with this book, uh, it, it feels much more contemporary, uh, given that it's only a few years old. Uh, but he has a lot of examples, especially up front, of, you know, world-class achievers and people that we may or may not know out in the world doing interesting things um, and using real-life examples to kind of bring to life uh, his theories here. Um, so what I've been doing with flossing, I know that for me, when I write things down and put a little line that I can put an X over, uh, it's more likely that I'm going to stick with a certain behavior. So what I did uh, for the first week, I just wrote the days of the week and put uh, a line next to it. And uh, this is part of like making it obvious. Okay. Uh, a part of what he shares is... Um, being clear on like what you're doing and when you're going to do it. Uh, so, you know, I will blank at a certain time in this certain location, for instance. So for me, it's I'm going to floss every night after I brush my teeth. Uh, again, making it obvious, making it easy for ourselves. I'm setting the environment. I'm priming the environment to create the least amount of friction for me to actually execute on this intentional um, behavior. So next to the sink, I have that piece of paper. I have a pen on the piece of paper. And duh, I have the floss sitting there too. So I'm, I know I'm already going to be brushing my teeth at night. So I have primed the, the environment to make it much more likely, to make it more obvious, and to make it easier for me to actually engage in that desired behavior. Uh, make it attractive. So uh, he, he often uh, mentions like habit stacking or, or um, bundling habits together. Uh, so maybe uh, we, if there's something we really like doing, like, I don't know, listening to a song or maybe drinking tea at night, maybe this is something that you do before or after uh, this new desired behavior that ultimately you want to be doing. But for whatever reason, you're not naturally going to be doing it without some energy and intention. 
What, um, one of my favorite, sorry to step in, Jordan, but one of my sure. favorite examples is the, in the book is uh, uh, this engineer who rigged his stationary bike to power his laptop so that he, the only time he would be allowed to watch Netflix was when he was on his stationary bike. So, you know, the idea of like making a goal more attractive by combining it with something that you otherwise would have very little motivation to do, I think is very powerful. I think something like Pokemon Go, you know, like the idea of using a game to entice people to go and take walks without them actually thinking about taking the walks is also very powerful. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's something that we can use to our advantage. We don't have to wait for a company to design an app specifically geared towards a habit we want to develop. Yeah, because ultimately it's our responsibility. That's why it always comes back down to the relationship that we have with ourselves. Now, obviously, this example of, you know, the, the bike and, and Netflix is, is a pretty uh, exceptional example. Um, mm. But there are all kinds of small things that we can do uh, to, to make it more likely that uh, we will essentially parent ourselves. I mean, this is what maturity is. It's learning how to treat ourselves as a parent. It's knowing what's best for us, but actually doing it. And that's mm -hmm. hard. And that takes more energy oftentimes. Um, you know, there are also the like, you know, aside from like something like, you know, uh, giving yourself a reward, I suppose, while you're doing the activity. Um, another suggestion was joining a culture or joining them some sort of club where that action is the norm. For instance, if you want to run more, join a runner's club. If you want to read more, join a reading group. Uh, if you want to meditate more, join a meditation group. You know, uh, if you want to floss more, join a <laughs> floss circle, like a subreddit for flossing. I don't know. But something where the reward, it becomes, you know, maybe some sort of tribal acceptance, maybe a community where you can discuss this thing and socially uh, as, as sort of a, a byproduct of you actually achieving this thing. One of the things I really like about the wellness policy on the Discord is that it is its own culture, even within the specific culture of the post-wrestling Discord community. I've noticed that uh, my own rules of engagement are a bit different when I'm engaging in the wellness policy thread than when I'm in the music one or uh, the wrestling one. Uh, I think, and others have felt it too, I believe, based on their engagement, uh, the wellness policy, I think, feels like a safer space to present a more vulnerable, honest version of who we are. I still use humor, but I'm not going to lead with humor in the wellness policy thread of the Discord, for instance. Um, it's an intentional culture. So for those who uh, want uh, more of uh, more perhaps practice, uh, being more open and engaging in these in these kinds of ways and relating to ourselves in more honest, open, vulnerable ways, then of course, uh, even just reading the comments of the, uh, the in the in the Discord uh, of uh, of the wellness policy, like that's joining the culture. We're normalizing uh, these behaviors and these expectations. Um, and this conversation. And, a, and this conversation as well. Um, you know, and credit to to everyone in the Zoom. Uh, room right now and everyone listening as well, because in a sense, you are all contributing to the culture that is the wellness policy right now. Uh, and again, it's going to make it more likely that we'll start engaging in these ways. Um, uh, the, the fourth law, which I, I hadn't touched on, I don't believe in, in the flossing example, make it satisfying. Look, when I see that blank line 
and I put an X through it, something as simple as that is fucking satisfying. Like it feels good to make the X and to look at it. And then when I go for 10 days and I have nine out of 10 X's, well, I can start to reflect on like, damn, man, I've been flossing pretty consistently. Now, a key thing uh, that you may have picked up on is that I missed a night. And that's fine. And, and I really like how James in the book uh, talks about that. Um, you know, before I mentioned self-awareness matched with self-love and acceptance. So if I didn't have a certain uh, amount of love and acceptance of myself, I could easily see where maybe if I missed a day, I could either get really angry at myself and start just calling myself a piece of shit um, and someone who can't stick to goals um, or, or has no discipline or I could actually be uh, perhaps delusional and act as if I didn't miss that. So what I've noticed is that the more that I'm able to cultivate my own self-love and acceptance, I can also actually be more honest with myself and say, hey, I missed a night and that's okay. But to James's point, it's uh, more about starting again the next day than it is about, you know, beating yourself up for missing, uh, missing one of the times. And, and I, I believe he says like not to miss twice if you can help it. Cause when you start missing twice, that's the formation of a new habit mm-hmm. of you not flossing every single day. Um, and that's something I've heard in like, you know, I, I've been reading, uh, like a weight training book that kind of suggests the same thing. Try not to miss two workouts in a row because that's when you're building momentum, the opposite direction. Um, and, and of course, you know, it's important to take into account the overall trajectory as, you know, Jordan mentioned it's, of course you, it's, it's fine to dip once in a while, but as long as your curve is going up, that's what we're looking for. Right. Um, I believe that we did we talk about maybe the, the third law that he was talking about here. Make it easy. Make it easy. Yeah. So, you know, part of that uh, for me was, you know, priming the environment. Like it is easy for me to floss because the floss is right there. That is part of making it easy. You know, for me, uh, the whole idea is how do we reduce friction um, in order to uh, to to do the things that ultimately we're aiming to do. A really interesting concept that he kind of notes is the the idea of the two-minute rule, mm. which is basically saying if you want to start a new habit, first of all, dilute it to its most accomplishable, easiest form that shouldn't take you more than two minutes to do. Uh, so, for instance, you know, I want to start meditating a bit more. It would be silly for me to think that I should immediately jump into a 45-minute session and expect any sort of sustained result. Instead, I should, according to the book, start with the goal of simply putting my phone on do not disturb mode, sitting down and committing to a two minute, you know, meditation, maybe Mm -hmm. do that for a week and then increase it to five, then 10, then 15, you know, atomic habits of working on it at an atomic scale. And hopefully by the time, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Um, the toughest part really is that initial decision to perhaps put my phone and do not disturb and sitting down after that, um, that everything becomes a bit more gradual. So, you know, we've, again, just to kind of repeat, it, it might be a lot of information, but for people who are interested in the book, the four kind of like laws that James Clear states is making the, uh, the goal obvious or sorry, making the habit obvious, making it attractive, making it easy, and then making it satisfying. 
what is incredibly powerful, as you know, I alluded to earlier, is the fact that if you want to break a bad habit, you can use these same laws, but in the complete reverse. So if you want to break a bad habit, rather than making something obvious, you make the cue invisible. And so, for instance, um, if you're if you have a bad habit of going to McDonald's after work every single day. Take a different route home so you don't drive past that McDonald's. If you use your phone too much at night, leave it in the other room or in a dresser across the room. Um, and then rather than making it attractive, make the goal unattractive. So maybe instead of focusing on how delicious that Big Mac is, uh, focus on the grease and the questionable quality of the ground beef that's used or or maybe the health effects of you know that might result from overeating um and then may instead of making it easy you make it difficult put obstacles in between you and you know that bad habit um and this is tough i would say especially when it comes to like a corporate entity like for instance a mcdonald's or like a netflix or something because it's their job to make these things as easy it is as it can be for you they want they are using these laws to make you get a habit of watching Netflix continuously or to stop at the McDonald's drive through because it is so easy. So it's up to really us to kind of impose our own restrictions, you know? Like now it's buying McDonald's is easier than ever on my app. You know, I just like I click this thing. I can I can order the exact same thing I ordered last time with the touch of a button. They have all my payment information. I just have to go and pick it up. So you know, if I really wanted to break that habit, I might need to log out, change my password every single time so that it makes it that much more difficult. So, um, and then finally, you rather than make it satisfying, you make it unsatisfying. And this requires, you know, a bit more kind of like tinkering on our end where, for instance, if I visited McDonald's and I have I love McDonald's. OK, I'm not trying to like. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, do you, do you eat McDonald's way? I do eat McDonald's. I mean, I don't eat it every day, but as a treat, I, it's it's awesome. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. Well, that's wrong. the so that's the thing. So I'll maybe go to McDonald's uh, maybe twice a year at most, and the only thing I'm really interested in is uh, the sausage egg biscuit. But I know that once I eat it, I'm going to feel like shit. It's amazing going down, but my body just completely rejects that type of food, which is a good thing for me. It's very unattractive even to to eat it, knowing the uh, the longer term effects. But uh, the way that I relate to it is that it is a treat. It's not the uh, it's not dinner or it's not breakfast. It's something that I'm going to have maybe every few months. And I know that it's going to be this like special thing. And that's the way that psychologically I relate to it. But growing up, my parents raised me that like McDonald's is an acceptable thing that you just eat just like you have a soda because you're having another meal. And I had to make the conscious decision, you know, as, as a young man, that that's not what I want. I don't want to be a person that does that um, because I had, you know, an understanding that I'm not going to benefit from that. Well, well for you, Jordan, I would not classify McDonald's as a bad habit at all. You know, it's no, it's it's a, it's it's a lovely experience for me. Yes. Now, yeah. now it is. Yeah, but for some, it it might be. It might be something that's something that they do regular that they want to change. Um, <laughs> and and that depends on on you. So you know, in order to make something like that unsatisfying, um, one of the things the book recommends is like to create a system of repercussions. For instance, for <laughs> that bad habit. So maybe you would say, 
you know, next time I go to McDonald's, I can only go if I end up buying, you know, meals for like my entire office <laughs> or like, you know, you must wear your rival team's hat or something, something like that. Just something to make the result more painful than the satisfaction you might get from that Big Mac. Um, and that's where that's where accountability comes into play. So, you know, reaching out to someone, uh, whether it's a spouse or a friend um, or someone on the post wrestling discord and saying like, hey, this is this is something that I'm, I'm setting out to do and I want you to hold me accountable. Uh, so if I don't do the thing that uh, I'm intending to do, uh, then perhaps, you know, I'm I'm I have to pay you ten dollars, for instance. I'll sign up for that. Can me anybody wants to forward me ten bucks if they go to McDonald's? Yeah, please. Right, but imagine as soon as like money's on the line, then it's much more likely that you're going to stick with the intended behaviors that you ultimately want to be doing. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's a really interesting book with like several concepts. Obviously, it's far deeper than what we're able to discuss here. But if you're interested, it's called Atomic Habits, James Clear. Were there any other insights, uh, uh, Jordan, that you wanted to share, uh, whether with your own life or uh, just from the book itself? Look, I just think the practice of reading a book like this, it, for me at least, it really helped because I'm thinking about it. So as I'm reading this book, you know, again, back to the culture conversation, like the culture of atomic habits, uh, I'm engaging in it when I'm reading the book. And then, of course, as I'm going throughout my day, I'm going to be a hell of a lot more mindful of the behaviors that I'm engaging in. Uh, so, uh Again, awareness, self-awareness. Like I'm, and I, I have a feeling that uh, in just about all of these upcoming episodes that you and I are going to do, way I'm going to come uh, keep coming back to this because I don't know if I found anything more foundational than than self-awareness, especially matched with self-love and self-acceptance. Um, again, life is our responsibility. It may feel easier in the moment to uh, pin our problems on like our mom or our boss or a president, but ultimately like it's ours to own. And the more that we own our shit, uh, then the more we're going to enjoy the, uh, the outcomes, um, because it's ours fully. Um, so I can't recommend this book enough. I really enjoyed it. It was an easy read. Uh, and, and I think many others in, in the community has also, um, shared, uh, over the past month, just how, how easy of a read it was, um, and entertaining. In, in addition to being really informative and inspiring. Well, one of those people is Connor in our group who uh, did read the book. Unfortunately, he doesn't have his um, mic set up, but he did leave uh, some thoughts. He says, the main takeaway I had was becoming aware of my habits, both good and bad. I have been taking steps to try to amend any bad habits or make changes to my day when I notice a new bad habit starting to develop. And he says, uh, the habit tracker has been a great help to see patterns begin to emerge and seeing blanks in the tracker for my good habits has influenced me to do these habits, like going for a walk, for example. So it's awesome, Connor. Um, you know, as you were like saying what you're just saying, Jordan, I realized like I can perfectly apply like these, you know, what the book says to me actively re reading it this year as I guess one of my, you know, um, aims this year to try to read more. Make it obvious. I mean, I try to put th put this thing, you know, in my line of vision next to my bed or when I, I take it with me when I'm waking up so that it's obvious that I, sh I have to read or I should read. Um, attractive because I 
I think it goes for me like to joining the culture of like talking about the book and that's with you that's with sharing it with our viewers so I kind of have to know about it and that therefore it kind of makes it uh, attractive for me to read it's easy because it's on a digital e-reader that's just like I can carry with me anywhere and it's satisfying because now you and I have had a podcast where we could talk about this thing hopefully people enjoy it and um that kind of informs me wanting to read the next book doesn't it so it's something you can apply it's it's a really lovely concept and uh maybe you guys will get something out of it totally i really like sorry way i just want to say i really like the accountability of it the fact that Mm -hmm. you and i uh not only to each other but to a public audience are saying this is something we're going to do i know that with 100 percent certainty i am going to read the book each month if we're publicly stating that we're going to do it. Uh, and to me, being on the hook uh, is a good thing because it means that we're being responsible for what we ultimately want. You know, uh, one of the things that I think um, is uh, often brought up in the book and really often brought up, I would say, in our wellness policy discord is the idea of meditation. Uh, I know it's something a lot of people have been practicing. It's something I've practiced off and on but never to a consistent level so i think going forward that is something i want to start implementing using some of this and a way to kind of push me to constantly think about it is to pick another book that uh focuses on the topic to constantly remind myself so what is the next uh, topic and the next book for next month jordan so we were discussing this yesterday uh pema children uh, she is someone who is uh, one of the the more well-known uh, meditation experts um, uh, out there in very mainstream ways, but also in the most credible ways as well. Uh, and, and her book, How to Meditate, uh, A Practical Guide to Making Friends with Your Mind. Uh, and many reviews and, and many articles out there has kind of listed it as uh, one of the more uh, perhaps successful books in in helping a more general audience uh, start to learn about what meditation is. Um, You know, for me, meditation is something that I've practiced throughout much of my life. And as a professional, it's something that uh, often through drumming, uh, I have facilitated for the past 10 plus years in my career with all kinds of uh, different groups of people. And I think it's one of those things that most of us know it's good for us. I think meditation, at least in the, in the collective consciousness, is mature enough that most of us have an idea of what it is. We know it's good for us, but I think many of us don't quite understand how it actually works or what we're intending to do. And because of it, I think it can be very intimidating. And I think that's why most people uh, don't take that first step to, to learn a bit more or to perhaps even uh, develop a practice. Kind of like flossing and uh, maybe some would even say mental flossing. Are, are you a flosser away? I've never asked that. We should you have. Know, I'm not much, to be quite honest with you. Like I, But it's something I, I know I need to do more. And in fact, you've kind of inspired me to do more often. Um, Look at that. I have like really like... I have like a problem with gum recession. So I, there are a lot of things I need to do better. I need to brush with less uh, force. I need to wear my night guard more often. And I certainly need to develop a, a, a daily flossing habit. So these are things that we'll work on. But back to the topic of um, 
uh, meditation. I know like reading might not be for everybody and like not everybody has the time to devote. Um, I will say, however, this book, uh, How to Meditate by Pema Chodron, it's currently $1.99, like down from like $25 if you're buying the Kindle version on Amazon for some reason. So take advantage of that. It's only like it's 90 something percent off for the for the time being. And we didn't even we're not trying to plug it like we're not trying to promote it. It's just like we happen to pick a well-recommended meditation book. And this one just happened to be the one Jordan chose. And it also happens to be like just two bucks right now. So that's recommended. But if you're not a reader, um, something else I wanted to recommend and I was going to, you know, look into a bit more is on Netflix currently, um, there is, uh, what is, what is this app? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Headspace, a very popular meditation app. They've just released a, a series on Netflix about a guide to meditation. So if you just go to Netflix, look up Headspace guide to meditation, uh, they're like eight 24 minute episodes with like, I guess a bit of an introduction as well as like, um, some exercises at the end of each episode that I'll be watching. And it would be a bit of an alternative for people who might not be interested in, uh, actually reading, uh, itself. Um, well, you also have something else planned for the discord, uh, in relation to this that maybe we'll talk about at the very end of this podcast. Um, but for now, I want well, you know to what, open if if I could wait maybe I think just it may sure. be appropriate just to sh- share it right now but uh, were those cops that I heard in the background might just they might have been yeah yeah or the, the, it's, perhaps uh, the floss police they're finding out that you're not flossing the dental police yeah the dental uh, police shit oh no huh all right well, I'm just looking out for you man I should um wear my night guard uh uh, as we pivot, I don't know how to transition out of the, the night guard discussion. Um, but look, there's all kinds of free uh, guided meditations uh, if you don't have a Netflix subscription or are not interested in the book as well. Uh, on YouTube, I'd imagine there are probably tens, if not hundreds of thousands. Uh, and also, I like using the Insight Timer app, which has tens of thousands free meditations. Also, next Thursday, the 25th of February, uh, same time, 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, I will be going live uh, with the Lord of the Cord, Phil Chertok, uh for a post-wrestling Discord open chat on meditation. So you can join us at uh, postwrestling.com slash Discord. And we're, it's not going to be a podcast. Uh, it won't feel as structured as a podcast. It's just going to be whoever shows up. Uh, we're just going to chat about meditation. Uh, Phil shared with me that he uh, has been practicing a specific type of meditation for years now. Uh, and toward the end of it, I'm going to lead a, uh, a short guided meditation using a drum as well. Uh, and I'd be interested in, you know, hearing everyone's feedback, uh, doing that, uh, no judgment, uh, no expectation or pressure to, to say or do anything. But, uh, if you're interested in engaging in that way, uh, next Thursday in the discord, uh, and then episode three next month of the wellness policy will be a, a much broader, deeper dive, uh, into meditation. Very exciting. So all the links to everything that uh, we mentioned will be in the show description. So if you haven't um, gotten everything, don't worry about it. It'll all be there. Uh, At this point, uh, I want to open it up to anybody who's in the Zoom chat with us right now to either share any sort of stories from the past month or any of their thoughts on some of the things that we've been talking about on this episode. Uh, The floor is yours, everybody. And we start off with our man, our other man, this one from Chicago, Scrump from Pro Wrestling Tees. What's going on, Scrump? Hey guys, how are you guys uh, doing? Bang, bang. What's going on? Bang, bang. What is up? Uh, I've been really enjoying the show so far. There was uh, you guys talking about forming habits. 
um there's like instantly when you guys were talking about that the whole chat there was uh like two positive and two negative habits of mine that um i just immediately recognized uh the first one is i drink a gallon of water a day um like three four years ago i was getting tattooed and everyone in that shop was just drinking gallons of water and I asked why, and they said it was uh, it was beneficial. I mean, I drink water then, just I don't not you know in excess of a gallon a day. And uh, since then, just I, about a gallon a day I drink. Like I'm shocked to find out some people. I don't know how your guys' water drinking habits are, but some people just don't drink like any water, which uh, it's not good. You guys should be drinking. All right, see so your canteen there. Um, but yeah, that's that's one Thanks habit. For the that, reminder. <laughs> that was just easy for me to form. The second uh, comes courtesy of one John Pollock uh, when starting the PWT cast. Like I, I reached out to you and John, obviously, and asked for any sort of advice, any help. And the one thing that like stuck out to me was just stay consistent. Just always put out something weekly. And for 82 weeks now, um, we've, we've been doing that. And I mean, it's like you guys can, as content creators can tell, like it's not always the easiest like uh life makes it a little hard sometimes but like that's the one thing that i think stank and i um who don't always have like the best uh habits that we keep you know um that's one thing that we've been pretty consistent with and so that's kind of like two things that i'm proud of is one you know drinking water and the other um just putting things out weekly because again there's so many people that i'm sure we all know who especially during the pandemic they're starting a podcast and they put out like a few episodes and stop. And like, I don't blame them because it definitely is hard. Um, but mm-hmm. kind of going back to the, so the habits is like two negative ones. One is eating healthy and that's not necessarily sticking to any sort of diet, but like your whole McDonald's talk way. I felt like you were coming at me, man. Cause there is a, a McDonald's right here, right by pro wrestling tees. And uh, you know, I do have to drive by it almost every day and, it definitely is hard. Like I've uh, cut out soda. Uh, that's been my my uh, part of trying to eat healthier and just some more leafy greens. Um, because again, during the pandemic, it is a little bit easier to, uh, if you're feeling down, feeling shitty, like a lot of people like myself go to food for comfort, um, but you can't eat a pizza every night. I mean, you could. The the key there is that it's easy. I mean, it's it's an easy option. And again, like these companies are really great at employing the same tactics we've been talking about to make you think of the of of going to the restaurant as a habit. You see their billboards everywhere. They make it so easy for you to just, you know, walk up and, you know, be satisfied. Um, so it's it's if you do want to break something like that, we kind of have to cultivate our own restrictions. Uh, and you know, uh, like this, one of the things that, uh, it talks about is how, like, we can't really rely on willpower. It's like, it can only take us so far, um, more important to like, try to create these systems to make it easy for us to resist. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I mean, again, like with myself, like I live alone. So if I, as opposed to before, when I had roommates and they'd be like, Hey, you know, we made uh, I don't know, we made spaghetti for dinner. There's some left over if you want. That was easier for me to like not have to go to McDonald's or something as opposed to now where uh, I live alone. So I'm like, all right, well, uh, you know, yes, we're, we're getting that 20 piece chicken nugget for dinner because, you know, it's easier to drive to McDonald's than it is for me to prepare my own actual food. Um, 
but in, even then kind of like in uh like with buying so much fast food is another one that i've found like particularly hard especially during the pandemic is saving money like uh i i've been working more now during the pandemic than i was before so in theory i should have more money but there is a lot of like you know what we're in a pandemic i should just buy these you know 10 graphic novels because i'm going to read them during the pandemic and then they just sort of like sit on my desk um and that is a thing too that like again with friends where it's just like man we probably should be you know like a lot smarter with money um but just you know in again when you guys brought up like the the topics of forming habits those those you know two positives and two negatives are two you know or four that i instantly just recognize in myself that i would like to be better at um you know as far as the negative ones go but uh you know there's something like the the saving money one in particular i i is interesting because like there are things that are out there that can help us automate some of those tasks like have you considered automatically like having a withdrawal into your savings account after you get your paycheck every month or something like well that? i i i normally manually do that um like i because that was one of like those tips or like i looked up online because at some point i had some app um i'd be lying if i told you i knew what it was uh but it was just like some money saving app and for the most part it was just like uh hey you spent this much on this stop don't do that you know which was essentially just like having your mother in your ear like kind of scolding you um and you know admittedly uh in the last like few weeks i have kind of tried to like all right well i don't need to you know let me finish these books before i buy new ones or i don't necessarily need uh, once upon a time in Hollywood on Blu-ray right now, you know, kind of just like smaller things like that. Um, but then again, I also did just buy a bunch of like, uh, Digimon model kits because they were on sale, <laughs> you know, Digimon Oops. model kits. Awesome. Yeah. I uh, feel like you would be into that way. No, you know, Digimon was kind of past like, uh, after my time, like I, I kind of caught the tail like beginning of pokemon mm. and then i i kind of aged out a bit so no. okay so it's a generational thing i just had the assumption that they were like bootleg pokemon whoa whoa jordan come on buddy <laughs> yeah listen i'm gonna have to uh do a, a digimon retrospective and bring you on because uh they that is a common misconception that they are a uh so scrum now you're already publicly committing uh me to a. Uh, uh digimon and the mummy series uh scrum i i do want to applaud you for just your own awareness uh, i think you've been a really nice example but uh, sharing a bunch of different uh you know consistent behaviors in your life and you're noticing that uh this is what i'm doing and maybe uh these are some of the results that i want and for some i don't want uh what i would suggest and and based off this book of you know making it easy is maybe starting with one and uh, and and not like making it this huge thing. So, for instance, uh, just say it's McDonald's and just say someone uh, like you uh, eats McDonald's five nights of the week. So perhaps you start by just doing like three or four instead of making it this monumental task of like, I'm just not going to eat McDonald's for the next year. Uh, maybe when it comes to saving money, uh, maybe it's saving ten dollars a week uh, or maybe saving two dollars a week. And this idea, same thing with me for flossing. I knew that flossing was easy enough that I would be able to do it, which would then start to create momentum for me to take on 
other habits that would take a bit more energy. Um, but this idea of just building momentum. Um, but for me, it makes sense, like pick one thing and have a plan and see if you can stick to it. Uh, and then uh, that creates momentum to maybe uh, uh, take it to other uh, aspects of your life. I love the water. Most We all need to drink more water. You know, uh, we're made up of cells and our cells are mostly water. We are mostly water. Uh, so- I'm telling you, oh, sorry, no, if you ask, you know, your friends and family how, how much water they drink, you'd be shocked. I mean, maybe I just have a bunch of friends and family that don't drink that much water, but it's, it's shocking how, how often you hear like, no, it's okay. Um, Gatorade has water in it or this iced tea has water in it. We all drinks have water in it. But like, it's also full of fucking sugar most of the time. Uh, but I, I'm a good example. I know how important water is based on the objective fact that I am mostly water. My brain is mostly water. Uh, but I watch myself day after day, drink coffee in the morning and not enough water. And I suffer. Uh, I feel dehydrated. Uh, I may get a headache. And it's one of those things that uh, I'm mindful of it, but not to the point where I've really uh, decided to do something uh, lasting about it yet. Um, so again, I just use myself an example way, like I know better, but yet I'm not always doing what's in my best interest. And I think I want to extend just some self-compassion to those listening uh, who it may be more natural to start like being critical of yourself or beating yourself up as you hear, uh, you know, way myself and scrum talking about these things. Um, like this shit is hard. Uh, yeah. But again, like it's ultimately our responsibility um, and using a book like Atomic Habits, where we set ourselves up for success, um, I think is a really kind way to, to start uh, bringing these, uh, th- this idea of habit formation to our lives. I think one of the issues is that like water in itself, you cannot, it's not rewarding. Like it's not rewarding in the way that, you know, that sugar high gets you when you're drinking a soda or like alcohol or something. Uh, and that's why, like, you know, they create those, like, sweeteners for water, like the flavor sweeteners for water, just to get people to drink a bit more. Um, it, it, like, it's it's more of a long-term delayed gratification that you would get from, you know, consistently drinking water. Um, and that, I guess, is something we have to be mindful of and, and be aware of, you know, the next time we, we you know, like, and, and also like doing things like making it easy, having, you know, having it always accessible, carrying a canteen with you, for instance, maybe all the time or a jug or something like that. What, what do you drink out of scrump? Well, that's actually what I was going to bring up. Like, I know what makes it easier for some people is being able to uh, physically see like how much, you know, water you're consuming as opposed to like, I think I drank five or six bottles of water. Um, I just straight up have just a regular gallon. Like it gives it the illusion that I like go to the gym and work out, but really I'm just too lazy to refill up uh, like one of those regular canteens. But I know uh, like they show it all the time on like Instagram and Facebook. They have gallons that you can buy that um, kind of just has like how much water you should be drinking daily or, you know, by the time, you know, it'll be like by two o'clock, it's like, Hey, keep going you know, and then by, I don't know, maybe like five or something, it's like, you're almost there. And then hypothetically by like 8 PM, you know, you will drink the water. So, and I do know, I have some coworkers who do have those um, and they've said that it helps them again with me by now. I'm just so used to it. So I just straight up uh, 
carry a gallon of water a day. Like it's, it's harder sometimes on vacation. I know uh, whenever I go up to the BDE in Toronto, uh, I make it a, a point of mine to go buy a gallon because um, they don't just let you across the border with one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, personally, myself, I just full gallon of water, you know. But I like them the in- white, with the white claws at the BDE. <laughs> yeah, all they have there is white claws. I like the idea of the gallon because uh, it's very trackable and you can see the progress. And in a sense, you kind of gamify this health habit of drinking a gallon of water a day. You also mentioned you have other friends. So perhaps uh, maybe if others uh, at work with you at, at Pro Wrestling Tees, like maybe that can be part of the culture. Like people like us do this. We drink water every day. And then it becomes uh, this idea of, this is who I am. This is my identity and the accountability that comes with uh, being in a community of people that uh, place value on drinking water each day. Um, and I think the punchline of this is that there's all kinds of tactics and tools that we can leverage in order to uh, make habit formation uh, a bit more consistent and achievable for us. Thank you very much for the call scrump. Uh, always a welcome addition to the show. Uh, so we thank you and, uh, Wish you, uh, oh, hope to hear from you next month. Let's go up next to Matt. Matt, if you're there, what's up? How's it going, Way? How you doing? Hey, Matt. Thanks for calling. Jordan? How's it going, buddy? Is this Matty B? Sure is. Wow. I got to be on my best behavior on the wellness policy with Matty you B. You better, man. Or else, buddy. Well, good, yeah. to, good to speak with you. You too, you too. Um, so, yeah, even about the, the water thing, that's funny that uh, Scrump brought it up. Yeah, I, uh, so... Over the, I guess, the pandemic started, I guess, was in March. Um, I've always been, like, in naturally good shape kind of thing. Um, I eat almost whatever, and, I'd, you know, I'd be fine. And then, you know, slowly kind of started. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at my, my body. I'm like, this this isn't right. Like, I mean, like, you, you just tell that something was off. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Oh, I've never been much into working out. Uh, like, even though I've been at the gym for almost, well, 16 years. Um, like, or, 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 or like in the kids' department, so the parents would drop the kids off, I take care of them while they work out, kind of thing. But I never actually worked out myself. I mean, well, I guess I did, uh, you know, uh, here and there, you know, like maybe you know, five, ten years ago for a bit, you know, stopped and tried it again. It just I could never actually get into it, like, even though I had a free membership, so I could easily do it whenever I wanted, I just didn't care. And then, uh, all of a sudden, like, probably I'd say around July. I just noticed that was just like, it's a bit off. So, you know, I tried doing like Instagram workouts, online stuff, whatever kind of thing. And, uh, you know, Zoom, like uh, workouts from like the, uh, my, my gym has pain and just, I couldn't do it. And I, well, I guess well, I could do it, but I just motivation wasn't high enough. I just, I just didn't care enough. And then, um, so, uh, you know, I, you know, another month, two goes by, whatever. And then, uh, well, actually more than that, really. <laughs> Probably till, I guess, December and I'm like and that's where I'm like okay this is you know like uh, years years and I've always been like I'm like five seven five eight you know around 155 160 pounds so you know I'm a pretty small guy uh but like I noticed like I did not like the way I was looking so uh, my mom kind of my mom noticed that right and she's like okay you, you gotta do something with yourself a little bit here because you know it's easy to get lazy during the pandemic you know I sit in my couch you know, I'd look at my phone, I watch Netflix, you know, sports uh, was moving on. Say that really. 
wrestling was on, so you know, I'd watch that and just kind of just, you know, you know, during the day, you know, you get stuck on these, you know, YouTube things and you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I just, you know, I'm like sitting on my couch, I'm like, okay, you know, I gotta get up. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll get up soon, I'll go for a walk soon, whatever. And it's like, I know then, you know, I and then I'm walking like maybe once, twice a week kind of thing, but it's not enough to be like doing uh, you know about my mental health kind of thing right and then uh finally i gotta i gotta do something about it so from the gym a, a buddy of mine's personal trainer um he had a nice setup in his garage so you know i, I just you know i said you know what like i need to do something and or you know I, i'm this is gonna be good for me um so i called him up and i'm like you know what like i need some help uh i'm going off the rails a bit uh, I can tell my weight's not great. I'm not feeling great. Uh, just everything just wasn't clicking. Um, especially, you know, it's cold outside too. The winter, I'm like, ah, you know, I don't feel like walking outside. Just kind of, I don't care about it. And then, even though I go for a little bit here and there, it's just not enough to really cause dent in anything. And then, you know, so, so, something like that, like, again, it, it is something that is so delayed that we we won't see results um, for a long time. And that's one of the most challenging things about something like working out. It, it, it like it, you have to kind of like use a lot of self-discipline or at least like, um, you know, like at least uh, the hope um, rely on the hope that you will see results, but it's one of those things that's not immediately gratifying. Yeah, I don't know. That's for sure. Wait, that's the biggest thing. Like it, like working out, you know, you have to kind of get a mindset ready. You, go, you know what? I'm going to do it today. Get up in the morning. You know what? Like, are you ready? Because if you keep pushing off, pushing off, like you just, next thing you know, a month, two, three months, four months, five months, six months, seven months, forget it. Like even, and that makes it even like doing that, like, you know, get your habits better, you know, going to go walk outside, drinking water, uh, going to get, you know, a healthier diet. Everything kind of, you know, goes one by one by one, right? And so, um, once I started with trainer, I started in, beginning of January uh so I went on the scale and I ended up being 198 pounds uh which like that woke me up like you wouldn't believe um like I said you know from again that I've been on a scale in a while but like I never thought I like close 200 pounds like I'm a small guy like there's like I'm like in the head I'm like how did I do that like like you know granted you know I you know, I, I, I I've been maybe the healthiest eater um, but I still like, I'm not bad, but like granted, you know, I'll, I'll eat my cookies at night or my chocolate at night, you know, or my fruit juice and the weekend I'd have, you know, a cheeseburger fries you know, from, from five guys or, you know, uh, a couple slices of pizza. What's your ideal weight? My ideal weight would hopefully would, I guess like right now, cause I'm, I, you know, I'm 32 now. So it's like, you know, getting the 155 range is probably a little bit difficult. Um, but I would like to get into, you know. Like the, like maybe one anywhere from like one sixty five to one seventy five. So so it's so you're having difficulty. It's it sounds like getting that yeah like building uh, the, the the habit of going to the gym is what you're trying to say. Well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because uh, like I said, um, I, you know, like for, like for the past couple years, I've probably started noticing right and like just you know, like I, I got to do more physical activity for for me to get you know to get actually get in, in shape. You know, I. I guess that you say that, you know, it's being in shape and there's being in shape. Right. Um, and yeah. you know, I was, uh, like I, I, for myself, I thought I was in shape, but you know, I, I really wasn't. Um, and so I've been working out for about six weeks and I've already lost 10 pounds, um, awesome. which is, which is incredible. Like, which is like amazing. And 
Oh, sure, go ahead, wait, or wherever. Well, what's been the difference? How have you been managed, uh, able to stay on this time? Well, uh, you know, uh, pay, uh, you know, I, 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 well, my buddy's a trainer, um, obviously not charging me, you know, a, a full price. He's giving me a discount, obviously. So paying for something, it obviously kind of makes you want it more. Um, and plus, uh, you know, and he kind of uh, showed me some, uh, like, um, almost like, well, uh, the, the juice, like, oh, sorry, the, like, the diet I was on right now was like, well, it wasn't really a diet. I was kind of eating whatever and doing whatever. And so we kind of showed me some ha- like healthy eating habits. So like, I, would drink, I would drink fruit juice, like Fruitopia, Five Alive, uh, you know, orange pop. Like uh, that would be like, that would be like every day, like two or three times a day. I've been drinking juice at least. Um, and, and, and I would drink maybe like a bottle of two water per day, which isn't really that much. Um, and even like with food, like I just, I almost have every, like after lunch or after dinner, I'd be eating dessert, like a, you know, a cheesecake or a cupcake or ice cream or everything, you know, and like not really caring enough. And uh, after like, when he told me about that, like, and obviously it helps when you do that and you see results almost right away. And you're like, okay, wow, this is, this is working. And then, um, you know, and, and going out and like working out and like where, I don't know, I don't know what, maybe it just was the not feeling just, you know, mentally healthy and physically healthy that was just like, you know what, like this is doing this for me. And, um, and you know, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get in good shape and, 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 and keep this consistent for, you know, as long as I can. Right. And, uh, and, you know, obviously doing like, I got, so I get weighed in every week and seeing that, you know, me losing weight and, you know, and even like, when I was uh, working out with him, you know, like, you know, uh, um, doing, you know, uh, dumb, like uh, uh, dumbbells and uh, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, I can't even think of it now. And, uh, oh, my gosh, no. Another uh, exercise. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry, sorry. I'm, uh, you know, sometimes I get, I get rumb- uh, rambling. I apologize. Sorry, wait. All right. And, uh, yeah, I exercise with, like, kettlebells and uh, bench press and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? And uh, now I get better than that. Um, where you know I, I, I'm looking more because I've always been like like kind of sneaky sneaky strength guy, but I never really like appreciate it. But then I'm like, no, I know I'm getting, I'm you know my, my muscles getting, you know. Uh, what, what what's your favorite exercise? Uh, for me, um, yeah. so probably, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm already it was for a while, but now it's probably uh, anything to do with like uh kettlebells or, or or dumbbells where you know kind of like curling or um or even like um um squats like a, a squat probably squats are, are my favorite thing squats and curls why yeah. why do you like it uh it just i don't know what about it is but i feel like even said so like even you know you know try to do eight to ten right but then when i'm doing that i feel like you know what i'm getting closer i'm like you know what i can do more like it just it makes me want to um feels like i can just you know I, when, when, when i'm struggling i feel you know last like three or four i'm like you know what i'm gonna do five or six just like just uh, the, the the way the way the um uh, the workout is and the way the actually like that, that type of exercise is it just makes you feel like just makes you feel good about myself and to know that i can i, I can push myself to a certain limit right challenge myself so mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome, awesome man. man and and i want to say this it's important in this idea that you're feeling good about yourself 
well, that's going to create a natural momentum to continue with it. Um, I think it's incredible that you found something that seems to be working for you right now, Matt. Um, I think having a coach or a trainer is really smart because obviously there's the accountability and the support of someone else, but also you're paying something for it. And that's going to make it more likely that you're going to stick with it too. Um, so, you know, man, I wish you continued success uh, with this. Sustainability is, is the key. Um, and what I would encourage you or anyone else when you're trying to uh, start creating uh, big changes in your life through your behaviors, such as like exercise or diet and things like this, in, instead of just trying to rely on willpower or just hoping that you keep doing it, really start digging underneath and like having a clear sense of like why you're actually doing this. So maybe you want to get more healthy to uh, be around longer to spend time with your kids, or maybe you want to uh, be more physically strong uh, so you can continue the, the type of uh, work or, um, you know, for me to be able to play drums into old age. Um, and I think the clearer we are on why we're trying to create uh, these new habits, uh, that is, is going to be much more sustainable than just sheer willpower, just getting ourselves to do it on any given day. Uh, Maddie B, thank you very much for the call. Uh, appreciate you sharing with us and hope to hear an update from you at some point. Uh, let's go up next to very patiently waiting here. David, David, you're on the air. Please unmute yourself. What's going on? Uh, hey, guys. Hey, Jordan. What's up, Dave? I've, I've loved uh, this this conversation. Um, and wait, it's occurred to me that you've had that keyboard uh, that behind you the whole time. And that's and that, that's something I do. I have my keyboard out and I uh, actually turned my bedroom into like a gym. I've set up my keyboard. So again, like I'm reminded every day to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the, the two things that really st- stuck out to me that I just love your guys take on it or not even your take on, but is this idea of being accountable and repeating things, but also being kind to ourselves. Uh, so some, there are some things we do every day that are, you know, non-negotiable working out and then things like, practicing keyboard i used to really beat myself up if i didn't practice it a day you know a day and i was like you know what that's not going to create positive reinforcement if it becomes something that you know i feel bad about um i'm not going to do it so one thing that you know i've uh been working on myself is you know i have so many different projects you know going on it you know i, I know jordan's the same you know way to like just a lot hustling on a lot of different things. So finding like a healthy way to balance all these things and finding what things are non-negotiable that have to be done every day. And then the others, what I would like to increase more and just being, you know, honest with myself, but also, you know, kind to myself that, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a human. I'm not just a machine that needs to do all these things. You know, sometimes self-care is also important. So. Yeah, thanks for this podcast. It's really great to be able to. I'm curious, you know, when you say like some of these things are non-negotiable, like do you give yourself any sort of repercussions, I suppose? Like you you did mention not beating yourself up over it, but like keeping something, like saying something is non-negotiable is, I I find it difficult for me, you know, like to be able to to stick with it. I guess my only thing that is non-negotiable is physical activity and exercise. Like I cannot, no matter what, 
I will not go through the day without, I do usually do at least some kind of workout uh, every single day, but at least going for a walk or something, I just have to do that because I notice for my own mental health, that's the thing that really, things could be going really wrong, but if I can still, you know, do physical activity, uh, that's probably the only thing that is non-negotiable. Like, Something will have to give, even if it's I've had, you know, days where I worked like 18 hours, uh, either when I was working in government or, you know, doing like a film shoot or something. And even if it's either before the 18 hours or after the 18 hours, even if it's, you know, like half an hour of like push ups and squats, that has to be done. So Mm -hmm. that's probably like my only non-negotiable thing and then the others are things that I really try and do every day but some days if it's I just don't have time or it's like I need a break those things I'll usually let go so that demonstrates really good self-awareness David in the sense that if you don't do the thing that's non-negotiable it's not like you are going to punish yourself you have an understanding that you will suffer in some significant way if you don't get some physical activity each day. So because I'm sure you've experienced uh, many days throughout your life where that was the result, it became very clear to you that you need some sort of uh, significant physical movement each day uh, in order to uh, maintain a more optimal, uh, balanced existence. Exactly. Thank you very much for the call, David. Always uh, good to hear from you. Let's go up next to Nick. Nick, what's going on? Hey, guys. What's up? Yeah, I I love the discussion on kind of eating and body image and weight. And um, I just kind of want to relate it back to the book a little bit. I I just joined on because I had work, but I, uh, I read the book along with you guys a lot. um, And I think the one thing that stood out to me the most was how he talks about how important identity is while maintaining habits. And I think so much of, and then Wade touched upon it earlier, is so much of sticking to a workout routine is being able to know that it's a long time thing. Uh, so many times in my life, personally, I've wanted to lose weight and I, I kind of like hacked the system by doing a lot of running and eating a little, doing things that I can't maintain. And I ended up running marathons and just all this stuff that led me to this process of gaining and losing weight in large amounts, like 30 pounds multiple times in my life. And that's because I did things that I couldn't maintain over time, like running six miles a day, like not eating food that you enjoy. So I think so much of it is, is knowing it's a long-term thing and admitting that by adding habits to your life and being able to identify yourself as someone who is healthy, someone who can splurge every once in a while and not fall off the wagon. So I, I would love to your guys take on this, but through my personal experience, and, and I, I would probably consider myself someone who has, you know, an, an eating disorder. I've done a lot of reading on it. I've done therapy about it too. And I think so much of it is kind of putting yourself in that place where you, you, you're okay with understanding you're not going to get that immediate gratification. And, you know, if you're going to look in the mirror and if that's something you do and you have a lot of uh, a lot of things like that that really mess you up, then you just have to be able to be OK with knowing that it's the process. 
Good for you, Nick. And much respect for sharing. Uh, Look, shortcuts typically are not sustainable. Uh, Patience is so key, uh, especially if we are trying to uh, build a life in in a certain way. Uh, And again, to your point with identity, uh, if we start thinking of ourselves as I am someone who takes care of my body, both in in the ways that we uh, engage physically, but also nutrition and otherwise, um, that having that identity, it's and, and owning that, believing that, and engaging socially with others that have a similar identity, it's going to be much more likely that our behaviors will match with our beliefs. It's all an inside game, and our behaviors, our thoughts, our emotions—they all influence one another. And you can take your pick at which one that you want to uh, put more effort into. Um, but oftentimes, uh, I like to start with my behaviors. We become what we do. You know, we can talk a big game and like, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. But if your behaviors don't match that, then it's impossible for it to ever happen. But if our behaviors start mapping to who we want to be, then the only outcome is that we'll eventually become that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, can I actually recommend an Instagram account for people? It's uh, this guy named Family Food Dude. I don't know if anyone heard of him. He's an, he's an independent wrestler. Who was in ROH, but I'm not Eric really Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually um the chocolate croissants podcast is is a podcast I've no, had on he's, and off. He's amazing. Uh, he, he's amazing. Yeah, he was a, a guest maybe in 2018 or so. My brother Justin and I uh, had a nice hour plus chat with him uh, on, on the chocolate croissants podcast. A very inspirational guy, um, a, a great father and husband, um, and a lot of fun to pay attention to. So that's a really great recommendation. Yeah, and the reason why I want to recommend him too, and, and I messaged him about this, is he's able to, obviously he reviews food and he's able to eat all this junk food daily and you know really enjoy that part of his life. He has his own cookie business too. So I love how he's able to enjoy that aspect of his life. And we all love food like that. I, I'm the first to admit, like, I can't live without junk food. But at the same time, he's committed to working out. He's committed to, I have him, uh, I have him as a friend on Peloton, you know. And, and he also talks about how it's, a lo- it's been a long-term process for him. And he struggled with weight. And he was at a point where he wasn't happy with his body. So I, I really recommend him because... I mean, I think we're all looking for that balance and he really, uh, I wouldn't say perfect it because it's, it's a process for everyone, but he really is a good person to look at as, you know, he, he does add all these foods to his life because, you know, he, well, he enjoys them and he needs them, but at the same time, he does stay strict to, to working out. So, yeah, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, the discord has been an awesome place just to talk to everyone. And I think especially men, um, just being able to be open and about all these things and I'm sure you guys have also talked about kind of just men and mental health in general and how a lot of it is feeling as if we can't be as open but uh, these monthly talks are great and uh, so is the discord Um, I just want to thank you guys thank you Nick thank you so much Nick great call Um, and uh, yeah uh, that's a that's a great recommendation and a great follow and I think hitting on the idea that you know while you're changing a habit doesn't mean completely having to you know, go like black and white with, with something, um, finding ways to be able to still enjoy what you enjoy doing while still overall being a, like, for instance, a healthy person or achieving what, what you want to achieve. Um, that's, that's, I think really important. So thank you very much. Let's go up next to Alex. Alex, what's going on? Hey guys. You all right? 
Hey, bud. Hey. So, hey, um, first time speaking to you, Jordan. Hello. Pleasure. <laughs> for a little time in a while. Um, kind of just following on from exactly the like, well, the other calls and things really like my thing at the moment is I'm giving up smoking and I know it's horrible. I know it's bad, but I loved it. <laughs> like it, like it was a first thing, last thing in the day for me kind of thing. And I only caught, I came in a bit late. Um, I was doing a rewatch of one division for tomorrow, but we'll talk on Sunday about that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and what I've had to do is disassociated rather than be like not have a cup of coffee in the morning first thing because i associate it with cigarette is have the coffee but enjoy the fact that i don't have to hang out the window <laughs> while i'm drinking it with my arm out the window with a cigarette because i live in an apartment block so mm-hmm. i'd say one of the things i found's really been working for me is that kind of like you say yeah don't give the up on other things you know for one thing kind of thing but i'll be honest the real challenge is going to be things like when it goes going back to work and things and you have those structured breaks at times again and that's what I've done for 10 12 years on a break is have a coffee and a cigarette and it's just like how to break that cycle because I've been working at home for a year now <laughs> um it'll be a year next week since we've been working from home so a long time and the other thing is socializing there's been none of it <laughs> and I don't I don't drink really unless I'm out kind of thing so how I handle that situation is going to be an interesting one uh, when we get to it but the main thing like the cigarette is yeah like as much as I miss the five six minutes of it I just really am putting the long term <clears throat> sorry the long-term goals uh, ahead of it so yes that six minutes might not be as enjoyable but <laughs> you know something something like that is so incredibly uh difficult that i i definitely like you know um um wish you like all the best of of luck with it and uh it sounds like you're on a great path just to even be able to talk about it and to attempt to what you're attempting so best of luck to you another thing i wanted to mention though was like and and this was kind of hit on at the end of the book but like it kind of talks about how the idea of what we are craving is not necessarily because we want to do the thing. It is more so craving the relief from the craving. So have you considered, Alex, you know, is it the cigarette that you enjoy or is it just the satisfaction of no, no longer having the craving for the cigarette that you're actually enjoying? So for me, being Europe and all, I roll my own. So it's the whole process. You know, I'm used to the the whole thing of, you know, getting the tobacco out, putting it in the paper, putting in the film, and you just like the whole the thing. Ritual. So the the vape has been great for the actual physical craving of wanting to smoke something like vaping, like nothing on earth at the moment, but it's better than the alternative. But yeah, the process has been the hardest thing to do because well, I suppose there is other things you can roll, but that wouldn't make things better. But you know what I mean? There's nothing else you can really replicate that process with, whereas at least with the vape, you are feel like you're smoking. But one thing I have done is like I'm also just used to like going to the shops every two days to get a pack, that kind of thing. Mm. And like now I'm kind of going with like tonight, for instance, making some food. And I was like, if we had this, it would be better. But I can't be bothered to go to the shop. But then I was like, you know what? If this was for a pack of cigs, I'd go to the shop right now. So, you know, threw my coat on, went, got it, came back, had a better meal kind of thing. So like I say, I don't weirdly, I think lockdown's making it easier. Um, than it would be in the real world, so to speak, right now. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll deal out with when 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 we have to. So there's like a whole ritual and a culture that's attached to it that you know you you're trying to separate yourself from as well. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like you know, just yeah, it is. It's just being that we went, especially when it's been so long, and it's like 
only starting to realise that, you know, 34 is not that young. <laughs> so I uh, need to really start making these changes. Um, but yeah, no, like, um, yeah, cheers for having this space. I just needed someone. It was nice to have a chat with someone about it because the only person you see is my wife. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't know what it's like. So it's, uh, you like know, my dad was a smoker. What you, yeah, my what dad, you guys are talking about. Smoker. Yeah. So, Sorry. <laughs> My dad was a lifelong smoker and like, it was the weirdest thing. What got him to stop? Uh, it was like a contest that the government put on to uh, <laughs> win a Volkswagen Beetle. Like, you know, like the, the make it attractive. <laughs> like for some reason, like, like after like 40, 50 years, like that got him to stop. It was like, and it was not even a, a contest that they were even really holding people accountable for. It was more like, uh, we're going to randomly draw a bunch of people who uh, have said that they haven't smoked for the past month. And we're going to call the, a recommendation to confirm that they haven't smoked. And <laughs> obviously he didn't win, but he did win. Cause I guess somehow that that was enough to get him to stop. So it could be as something as little as that, whatever works for you. Right. But um, yeah, no, that, that's, exactly. that's amazing. But to the point of make it attractive, you know, something yeah. was m- more attractive than smoking. For your dad and that became the thing so i can be um and, and <laughs> whatever it takes um Alex, what is uh, my you, vw beetle <laughs> that's it um well look dude you said you're 34 uh, like you're still a baby in the sense that like you uh if you're able to uh you know change the behaviors now i mean you have decades and decades ahead of you in which you can benefit uh and and the benefit will compound as well as you continue to engage in, in, in behaviors that are in the best interest um, of your body and mind. Um, but obviously uh, this is a, a big thing for, for millions and millions of people. Um, and, and, and again, to echo uh, Wei's sentiment, you know, we, we wish you the best man. And, and we're, we're, we're grateful that you've found, you know, some comfort and support in this community too. So keep us, uh, keep us in the loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I posted in the Discord as well one day when I was having a tough day with it, and you know there was some good responses and things like that. So no, it's uh, absolutely cracking place to to have. But um, but yeah, I think obviously just during lockdown and things, I have just become more aware of health, well being, and things. And I think the most important thing was this is the time I wanted to do it. I've tried before, but more because like people have told me I should. And I think mm-hmm. that's the key thing is my mindset is now this is for me as well as other people like so. Mm-hmm. Inside yeah, game, no. inside game. But one of the many benefits of this lockdown. Yeah, I know. I've got to say, man, it's been weird in some ways, but in other ways, it's, yeah, it's been good. But um, no, guys, thanks. I'm um, sure we'll catch up next month. Thank you, Alex. Cheers, man. All right, let's go up next to Chris. Chris, please unmute yourself. You're on the wellness policy. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hey, Chris. Chris. Good. Um. First thing I wanted to say was just a quick thank you to everybody yesterday. Um, if you haven't been, in, if you're not in Discord, um, I put up a fairly lengthy post yesterday just about some really bad mental health issues that I've been having uh, that I had yesterday, um, which is I've had for like the last three years. Um, I'm not going to go into it now because, as I say, if, if people want to read it, it's there. Uh, um, but just the response from it, I, I know Jordan was talking about earlier, the community, um, and particularly on that on the wellness policy uh, channel on the Discord, the support I've had from everybody on there yesterday was just being was great, um, and it it truly helped me uh, feel a bit better about myself and um, 
I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for that first. Of course, Chris. And I think it's really powerful to say that, you know, Chris, I mean, what you shared was very brave. Uh, And I think a lot of times people in response feel like that they're supposed to give you advice or to give someone like the answer. But oftentimes just offering support uh, is powerful enough. And, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're sharing that you felt the support from a global community. um, And that was really significant for you yesterday. I I think, because I know there was a couple of posts that were like, I don't know what to say, but thank you for sharing. And that's, that was all really, I kind of needed and I, I don't want to want it to sound as though it's like attention seeking because it's not, but it's it it's it in a way it kind of is because <laughs> you want you want that affirmation of look everything's okay everything will be fine and um and just that as you say that support of of having that it it felt it felt good having that support from 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 people. Um. But what I was wanting to say was uh, listening to everybody this evening, and I know for I, I've got some terrible habits, in and in, in primarily in terms of um, like what I eat, not exercising. There's a bunch of stuff that I, that I know that I need to like help myself out with, and for me, it's that motivation. And I think listening to what you've what you've said today regard I, I, one thing I need to have a look at this this book because I think I need something um to one to break the bad habits and two to try and help me build the build up new habits to be able to to fulfill what I want to be able to do um and I think that's between what Jordan and way what you guys have said today and then what everybody said in the calls i think i think i need to kind of take that that advice on board and need to push forward but it's it's motivation that i need really um and it's it, I, I it's something i need to look internally and to myself to be able to motivate myself to get stuff done and get make those changes in my life well i think like one of the uh, most difficult steps is to just even be honest with yourself that, you know, you want to make a change or, or about anything. We all have habits. We all have bad habits that we want to fix. You know, that's this, this is sort of a, no, nobody will ever be perfect. Um, and, and I think the first step is to just even recognize that there's something about yourself that you want to improve. And, you know, uh, you, you're, you've been a great contributor to the community uh, so it's it that's a resource that I would say would be there for people who might have advice for fixing that particular thing or to even hold yourself accountable now that it's out there in the world. So, um, yeah, man, uh, just, you know, thank you for your, your strength and bravery in like being able to, I think, you know, like without you really realizing it, Chris, like I, I'm sure you're setting an example for plenty of people out there, um, you know, by by being so like honest with with what you're going through and 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 vulnerable so uh yeah it's like uh, we want to thank you thank you i appreciate that love and respect chris and to you guys as well and to everybody else in the, the post community thank you very much chris see you at the wrestlemania game where he, he is a i believe defending royal rumble 
pool winner. So he's a um, champion. Champion. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he'll be going up against the Brady. It's WrestleMania. Uh, so I look forward to that. And uh, we'll be catching up with everybody uh, in about a month's time for our next edition of the Wellness Policy. A huge thank you to everybody who uh, communicated with us through the Zoom chat and uh, in the Zoom uh, calls, of course. And uh, again, in the Discord, postwrestling.com slash Discord in the Wellness Policy channel was is is just a, a really good, awesome space. Like the Discord in itself is 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 great, um, but it's just one uh, extra kind of like layer that we can you know go to to maybe share different ideas. So, uh, any any final thoughts, Jordan, before we sign off? Uh, just I I sincerely appreciate uh, just everyone who's been contributing to. What is now the culture of the wellness policy uh, to all the, the great callers today um, and everyone else uh, in the chat uh, to you personally way and, and to everyone that's been active in the discord each day. Uh, it makes complete sense for me uh, why uh, I want to continue investing my time and energy into this community. Um, and a day like today um, is, is even further evidence that it feels like I'm doing something worthwhile for myself. Um, and y'all are reflecting that back to me. So thank you. Yeah, likewise. Like this is a podcast I'm making for myself, like to hold, you know, to like to, to hold myself accountable and to educate myself on, on a lot of things. So thank thank you guys for, uh, you know, really kind of like helping me, honestly. So as Jordan mentioned, and as I, as we mentioned, next month, we'll be covering the topic of meditation. I feel like, you know, um, because of the pandemic, I think a lot of people are more interested in the concept of it. Uh, a lot of people might find benefit to doing something like that. I'm certainly somebody who wants to learn a whole lot more about it. So we'll be, again, diving into uh, a book called How to Meditate by Pema Chodron. Is that how, I, how you say it, Jordan? Pretty sure. And uh, you can find a link to that in the in the show description. Again, one ninety nine right now on Kindle. And I'm not trying to advertise for Amazon, certainly, uh, but it just happens to be like a exceptionally low price that they have on that particular service right now. Uh, also, uh, Headspace Guide to Meditation. We'll be watching, maybe you know, discussing some of the concepts there. Uh, so yeah, and also next week on the Discord channel, what's happening again, Jordan? Next Thursday, three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come join us. It is a post wrestling Discord. Open chat. Come hang out with us. Uh, similar to Zoom, we did this for the uh, game night uh, last week in Discord, uh, but we can uh, gather in community virtually uh, with video or just audio if you prefer, um, or just simply uh, be witness to it. We're going to chat uh, with the Lord of the Court. His name is Phil Chertuck, and uh, he is an experienced meditator. Uh, so I'm interested to uh, get a better understanding of his practice and um, and even just having a discussion about what is meditation, what's the point of it, uh, the many ways in which we can engage with it. What's the difference between mindfulness and meditation, uh, for instance, as well. Uh, and then towards the end of it, I will uh, happily uh, guide all of us in a pretty brief uh, drum-based meditation uh, with some time afterwards to chat about the experience. So next Thursday, postwrestling.com slash discord. It is free to join 3 p.m. Eastern. I look forward to uh, being in community with you guys again then. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and you can follow him at Jordan Beatwell on Twitter, Instagram. Um, the man's a very interesting person across various plat social platforms. You can find me at Way0937. We have, you know, we talk about community. There are a lot of ways for you to interact, even if it's not a show like this. Up next, their Twitch. There's always something going on at twitch.tv slash up next podcast. 
Uh, of course, we mentioned the Discord, forum.postwrestling.com. If that's more your speed, that still continues to be very active. Friday nights, if you're a cafe member, you can join us on our line of SmackDown. We've got the Elimination Chamber post-show happening for Double Double Plus patrons on Sunday evening. Rewind of Vision is out this weekend. There's just no shortage of things to occupy your time. So uh, thank you, everybody. Talk to you next month. Um, I'd imagine most of you have been blessed with teeth, so brush them. And don't and floss, and then mouthwash. Honestly, that's the best part I've learned. I fucking hate flossing, guys. I fucking hate it. Well, are you using are you using the line floss? Or are you using the little kind of pick toothpick? The, the I don't like. The, I you know what? I actually have one of those hydro floss things, which is easier uh, and oh, I've been the water effective. Yeah, water pick. You have but a water I, pick? But, I do, but I, I haven't even been using it. I've just been using like the old school, the line floss, I guess you'd call it. I, you know, you might want to experiment with some of these other floss technologies. I did this. My girlfriend has the sticks. She gave me one and I tried that and it kind of hurt afterwards. Like the next really? day. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's... I a, don't know. That might be a good thing. Might and then like it's like just... A, but then it's just like a little bit of floss... So I yeah. feel like it just gets all kind of gnarly. So that you know is what true. I, mean? I do use that, but I rinse it after every tooth. I like to. I do too, uh, but still. And then like the fibers of it start to weaken when you get to the end. Well, at that point, it becomes more of an issue of like, you know, is using this thing better than not flossing at all? Because like if it's for me, the line shit is like. My fingers get like basically like they suffocate. The blood gets. I know all caught it's up intense, in right? It's awful, but I will so, say that that it's I I I've been brushing and then I floss, but like the mouthwash at the end, like that is like chef's kiss changed. in the sense, yeah, because game like, it, and again, I'm building up to something like attractive, um, and then I feel like I have a clean fucking mouth. It's a really nice feeling, and then I do the little X on the line, and like off to bed. So you're chasing the fl- the, the the mouthwash. Basically, that's like that. that's kind of dessert at the end, and it's not even a flavored mouthwash. It's like some, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm friends with a dental hygienist, so she hooks me up with some of the stuff. It's kind of bougie, this mouthwash. Um, oh. But like, yeah, I feel um, I feel like I'm living life, you know, when I'm doing this. Right, when, when's your next uh, dental appointment? Uh, I don't know. I got to figure that out with her. This pandemic, I've been kind of uh, hesitant. True. Well, I do. I, I would love to know, like, the feedback. I mean, you put in a lot of effort. I need to know what the results are from... Do you use an electric toothbrush way? No. Uh, I tried. I I like... I brush my... I like to brush my tongue. I like, I, you can I do that with the with the electric. Yeah, though. but the head's this small. It's just like not satisfying. I know there's a head you can get just for your, your tongue, but I just like like to use like the old school, you know, scrape with the the toothbrush type of thing. Well, for me in particular, I switched to electric maybe six years ago. Prior to that, I would get like a cavity every now and then. But ever since I switched to the electric, like it's been fine. Really? And what do you? And I got compliments. What do you do for your tongue? What do you do for your tongue? I use the brush. You just go like, like I just that. yeah, move it around the tongue. Yeah, it's just not as satisfying to me, you know. Like the wide, I like the wide bristle. Although I I did I actually went to the dentist two days ago, 
actually, because hmm. I was feeling like some sensitivity with my gum recession there, and、uh, I was told to use not just a soft toothbrush, but an、hmm. extra soft toothbrush. I、XS. didn't know this existed. Wow. Me neither. I'm gonna have to custom、wow. order that.、Uh, well, here's a pro tip. Go ahead.、Yeah. Sensodyne was was what was recommended. That's toothpaste, or that's like a ointment. Toothpaste. Toothpaste. Okay.、Yeah. Um, I don't really know what kind of toothpaste I use. I haven't put much thought into that. If you're um, if you're friends with a dental hygienist、uh, who's willing to like have you come in when、uh, the actual dentist isn't working, um, typically they'll be willing to hook you up to the nitrous oxide machine. And then you can just kind of like、really? put on music and float away. Yeah, it's great. That's、um, your pro tip, like sneak into the dental office for laughing gas. Wouldn't you? I I I guess if I knew、uh, if I was friends with the dental hygienist, man. But um, that's that's risky. Um,、uh, she's she knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> all right.、Uh, We're still recording. Yes. Yeah, this is all going on the podcast now.